Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Tri-Delta. I'm your host, Karen White, Tri-Delta CEO. Thanks for tuning in today. We are so thankful for you, our dedicated podcast listeners. Um, and we're honored to be here today with Tri-Delta alumna Donna Harris. She is a founding member of our Delta Lambda chapter when it was reopened in 2005 at Butler University. And she is also the best-selling author of several romance novels and has some new books, romance, suspense, in the works that we're going to hear all about. Donna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So Donna, let's talk about um, being a founding member at Delta Lambda um, when it reopened there. That's a lot. And it's a, I mean, it's a huge amount of responsibility, but it's also a really unique experience. So tell me what that journey was like for you. Um, it was really interesting. It was really fun. Um, I I was interested in being in a sorority because my dad's in a fraternity, his sister's in a sorority. So it's kind of like being in, in the sorority is in my blood. And I was always interested in it, but I just didn't find the one for me. So I kind of just put that on the back burner and just continue with my studies. Um, but then my best friend who told me she's who swore she would never be in the sorority, <laughs> um, she heard about Tri-Delta and decided to go to some of the events. Yeah. And she came back to me and basically told me that she definitely loved Tri-Delta and kind of like drug me along to a couple of events <laughs> and I was just like okay you know and um at first I was a little bit apprehensive because I was just like okay this is probably another one that I'm not gonna like yeah. and I met the women and I was just excited it excited me yeah. um and then I went to um I was asked to attend um another event um and then I got a bid and I was just like so excited um, and then I, um, uh, just full steam ahead after that. And yeah. then, um, once I was initiated and everything, it was just like, it was the experience of being a founding member, but also meeting women and recruiting women and being a, involved in all of that. It was new to me, but it was just fully exciting. And I, I, you know, I knew that it was going to be a lifetime of being involved and, um, just a journey that I knew that I was going to enjoy the whole way through. Oh, that just makes me so happy. I mean, lucky us for finding you. And I love that your friend drug you along um, <laughs> and that and then you met us and, and liked us. Um, and then you said you also lived in the facility, right? This is um, before we yes. renovated it recently. So what was it like mm -hmm. living in the chapter house at Butler? Um, that's something I've always wanted to do because, you know, watching, watching TV shows and things like that, you yeah. know, you're like, oh, I want to live in the sorority house. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I got, the yeah, I got the opportunity and it was amazing because, um, when we first moved in seniors, I was a senior at the time, yeah. um, and seniors got their own room. Oh, um, nice. yeah, the seniors got their own room. And so I had my own room and it was just really, um, fun. Um, and not all, and and I know now that's not the case, <laughs> but so we got lucky. Yeah, well, but it, it was, was good stuff, right? Yeah, and it was it was really fun, and it was fun living with a, a group of women yeah. who were who were intelligent. They were academically, um, they were striving to you know to be to uh, for the same things that I was striving for. Yeah. Um, it felt like not only uh as friendships that were growing and a sisterhood, but it also felt like, you know, it was like a team, like, especially when we were 
um, you know, doing like spring sing and we were doing uh, things with other sororities and fraternities. It was a, it was a team, a sisterhood. And I just felt all that living in the house. I just, <laughs> I, I love that you said that it's like a team. I mean, I think it teaches you so much about yourself and about others and what mm-hmm. that team dynamic is like, especially like living together, you know, playing together, all the things. Um, we tell women now, college women, right, who may wonder if they want to live in that it is truly a once in a lifetime experience because mm-hmm. you can't go back and do it, right? If I could, right. I would. I'd go right back to 1111 South Mills Avenue in Athens, Georgia, and I'd move my stuff <laughs> right back in, right? I mean, yes, uh-huh. So, so you had a chance to go back now a couple of times, um, once to do one of our DDD B&B events before renovation, and then you've been back since, right? So yeah. what were your thoughts? Um, I think that the renovation, um, going back and spending time with, um, my, the, I, you know, my sisters, that's, that's basically what they are to me yeah. and going back and spending time with them in the house after it's been renovated and everything is just it was an experience. It, it was just like, I want to do it again. It, it was yeah, just, let's go. Yeah. It was, it was so amazing. It, the opportunity, I'm glad that we got the opportunity to do it. And because I honestly almost passed it up yeah. when it was offered to me, I was just like, I don't know, you know, cause I, I live all the way in California. So yeah. I would have to go all the way back to Indiana. And I was just like, I don't know if I should do it. And yeah. again, my best friend called me and said, <laughs> she said, you're coming. Like, <laughs> it's not an option. And get on a flight. <laughs> I love it. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to come, you know, because I don't like flying. But I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to get on a flight and I'm going to come. And she's like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to, cause she's, she lives in Ohio. So she's like, I'm going to pick you up from the airport. Like you're oh, coming. Yeah. And, and so, and so I'm like, okay. So I basically was just like, okay, I'm going to make it. And I'm so glad that she was, you know, that she's always driven me this whole way because I had a blast and just being in the house and being with those women again, it was just like nothing that I can describe the experience is priceless. <laughs> I love that so much. I love it. So let's talk about you because you, you know, after college became an author. In fact, we featured your book prohibited on our mm-hmm. online Trident, Tridelta reads with, you know, three D's because we can, right. So, yes. um, and you talk a lot about finding your voice, especially in your characters in that book. Can you, can you yes. talk a little bit about that? Yes. And so starting off when I um, first started writing, I wrote a little bit of poetry and a little bit of short stories mm-hmm. and I never had the opportunity to write novels. And um, I feel like I found my voice um, because when I, one, one of my favorite uh, genres to read was romance. Mm-hmm. And I used to read a lot of like Harlequin romance novels yeah. and things yeah. like that growing up, Me but too. I never... Yes. And, (laughs) and I, in high school would always write, like, um, I would always, uh, write things like scary stories and things Mm -hmm. like that. And because I used to read, like, um, I used to read, like, um, write scary stories because I used to read, um, like goosebumps when I was a kid or fear street when I was a teenager. Um, so I read, I wrote, uh, read a lot of RL Stein. Um, and so I used to write that, but that was never something that I was, um, it, it, it just wasn't me. 
Yeah. And when I started writing romance, it was like, I found who, what I was supposed to write. Yeah. That was like my voice. It was what I was supposed to write. And I really, that's when I was able to write my first novel. That's when I was able to go like from short stories and poetry into writing a full length novel. And that's how prohibited was created because I was able to, I was like 22, 23, (laughs) just writing full time, just take it, just, just, and I was able to just through my characters, just, and, and I used to write and I didn't, uh, was prohibited. Um, at first I wrote just first person, um, singular person. And then I was able to put in multiple character, main characters. Yeah. So in the novel, you find, um, you hear the voice of three different people. Yeah. 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 And that was, that was how I like to write. I love it. And it developed along the way, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's amazing to, to, to those of us who, you know, haven't written, um, the fact that it's kind of a process and it's a, and it's a discovery through the process. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, that's a really unique insight right now. You were quoted in a magazine article saying that you wanted to be the change you wanted to see. So yes. can you talk about that and maybe how it inspired you to write? Yes. So um, here in Bakersfield, California, that's where I live now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was interviewed and um, it was around Black History Month. Okay. And um, I was talking about um, just basically how um, I wanted to be the change because when reading these romance novels when I was a kid, um, growing up into it, um, I never saw myself in any of these romance novels. the main character um would never represented who I was Mm -hmm. and um I'd never thought that someone like me could grow up to be swept off my feet you know in these novels you know I I never saw myself as somebody who or or a woman like me um who could basically be who could fall in love and um you know have a a you know, tall, dark, and handsome man, you know, come in and take me away, you know? (laughs) Yes. Right. (laughs) You know? And so I just, I felt like, you know, somebody like me, African-American woman like me would never get that opportunity. And plus, you know, growing up, I never saw it really modeled for me because I grew up in Gary, Indiana. It just wasn't something that was really modeled for me. Yeah. And then reading, and you know, and then in a novel, I never saw it. So it was just kind of like, is that something that I can, you know, grow up in experience. So, so when you I created started, this, I mean, you yeah. created this for, for yes. others. That right. Is- so, so when I started to write, I knew that my, all my, were majority of my main characters were going to be African-American women. And yeah. they were going to be women who were going to be able to experience the reality of love and be able to be, you know, if not swept off their feet, at least be able to fall in love and yeah. have that, you know, experience. Well, I, you're doing something very important and inspiring others. Now you have daughters, yes. Mm-hmm. And how have they inspired your work? Well, I know my daughters love to read and they love the fact that I'm a writer and that I do something, you know, artistic, that I'm a creative and yeah. that, and so I know that because of this, it inspires me to keep going. Um, it inspires me to work hard. Um they are 
they see me and I know that they see me as a role model. And so it inspires me to keep going. Um, everything that I do, they look at it as this is something that I can achieve. And yeah. so I want to make sure that what I do is something that they, and they love to read fantasy and mystery and yeah. things like that. And I want to make sure that my novels have diverse characters and not just, you know, not just black and white, but, you know, di you know, just diverse the whole way around. Right. right. And yeah. And so they definitely inspire me because they're going to be women, you know, and they're going to be able to see that. And, and, because, you know, I write majority for adults, yeah. but when they're adults, they're going to be able to read my books and go, this is what mom has been <laughs> writing. And, you know, and, and she's been, you know, focusing on, you know, diverse characters and things like that. And I do actually run some of my plots by them. Oh, nice. Um, and, and, and even my, my daughter, uh, my youngest daughter, who is, um, She's 12 and she, um, I run some of my, cause I right now I focus on, um, murder mystery and uh -huh. she, um, tells me like, you know, okay, this is, this is the clues you need to put in. This is some of the plot elements you need to put in and she's 12. <laughs> All right, so I love that this has become a family business. And I also love this concept, right. Of, you know, if I can see her, I can be her. Right. Yes. And you mm -hmm. are modeling for those girls. So, so we we are hearing right that there are some new books in the works um yes. so can you tell us a little bit about what you're working on now yes um in 2020 i wrote a, a novel called burn daily desires mm -hmm. and it was my first um murder mystery like romantic suspense murder mystery yeah and um it did really really well and so i decided to write um the book that will be out um this year uh, it's coming soon. I don't have a specific date yet um, because it is, um, I'm still working on some uh, details of it before sure. I put out a specific date, but um, it is Burn Deadly Devotion, um, volume one. And wow. that will be out. Yes, that will be out this year. So it's coming soon. And so we've got a series in the works. Right? Yes. Do you yes. know how many are in or is it, will it develop as you go? Like have it's going to develop as Oh, yes, that. it's going to develop as I go, but there will be a volume two out next year. Okay. So you've for got sure. the first two definitely working and in your mind, and then it kind of grows and goes from there. Yes. Yes, that definitely. Is so, that is so <laughs> awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. Now let's come back to Tridelta for a minute because I hear that you have a very fond and fun memory of flag football. So yes. what's the flag football story? Because you did talk about Tridelta as a team, right? Yes, yes. So when we were, um, when I was a senior at um, Tridelta, um, we had uh, one of the fraternities on campus had um, a flag football game. They have a flag football game and it's for, um, I believe it's for charity. Yeah. And they have all the sororities um, basically play a flag football game and the and their um members of their uh, uh fraternity basically is the are the coaches okay of, right sure so they are the yeah. coaches and so we had two uh coaches and we had a, our team came together and we basically I was <laughs> I had to play defense and offense 
I was on, I basically was, um, I was alignment, um, and I was also defense <laughs> and, <laughs> and it turned this, this flag football game turned into not just flag football. So they, I used to get made fun of because, um, I would, I would basically pull the flag and I would, uh, pick it up and hand it back to the, <laughs> I would hand it back to them. And everybody was like, why are you being so polite? You know? Because I would pull their flag and it would, and I would like, here you go, hand it back to them. <laughs> but it turned into tackle. Like we oh. were, like it turned from flag football into like tackle football. And we were all muddy. It oh. rained. We, we got really, really muddy. And, but it was so much fun. And we almost, we, we got to like the, the Super Bowl of it. Oh. And we almost won, but we were, our, um, our running back um, got, to the last like she got to like the um like to the one yard line oh. and almost almost scored but they stopped her they pulled her flag right oh. at the one yard line oh. and we lost the game but it was so much fun and we all it felt like it that team was just amazing and I remember being so sore oh, had bruises all over me <laughs> all worth it Right. Yes. And then <laughs> right after that game, we had to walk to Hinkle, which was literally like for me, it felt like forever. But <laughs> we had to walk from the house to Hinkle and I had to sing and spring sing. Oh. <laughs> right oh. after. <laughs> so from, from from tackle football to spring sing. I love your yes. versatility. I really yes. do. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a good try delta. Now you have accomplished a, a lot, you know, as a, an author and a mother, um, how you have advice for our listeners on how to, how to keep going and how to chase your dreams? Yes. Um, the main thing that, because I would say the main thing to do is just to keep going and don't be afraid to put yourself out there yeah. because I had a fear of like, okay, so I'm just going to give one quick story. So yeah. when I put my book out prohibited, I was terrified. I was yeah. terrified of just putting myself out there. I just knew people were going to hate my book. Nobody's going to like it. Yeah. And the first review I got on my book was a three star. And I sobbed. I sobbed because <laughs> I was like, they're going to hate my book. Oh my goodness. And now I have over a hundred and one reviews on my book and I still have four and a half stars average. And I'm like, it's, you know, people love the book and yeah. I really, I feel like, and it's, and it's my very first book. And even if I just like, if I go and say like, okay, one day I'm like, I'm just going to make it free as like marketing, yeah you know, it'll get like thousands and thousands of people wanting it for free. And yeah. then if I like stop making it for free, I'll still get thousands of people wanting to buy it, you know? Right. And it's just like, and the thing is about it is, is that I I was gonna let my own fear stop me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you just have to be able to just swallow that fear and put yourself out there. Because if you're not in the arena, covered in dirt and you know mud and blood and all that stuff like that, you're never gonna make it. Yeah. You have to try. Yeah. And you if you fail, the game to play, right? Right. If you fail, you've got to get back up and keep going. Well, and hand the flag back. So nice. Right. <laughs> hand the flag back. 
Well, we are really glad, right? We are really glad that you never gave up and that you are following your dreams and continue to tell our listeners how they can follow you and how they can find and buy your books. Okay. So you can find me on my website. It's um, www.donnepatrice.com. So um, that's D-O-N-N-E-E. Patrice is P-A-T-R-E-S-E.com. Um, and if you go on there, you can basically, there are links to all my social media because I'm on Facebook, I'm on um, Instagram, and I'm on TikTok. <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can also, uh, there's links to my books. I'm on Amazon under Donna Patrice. Um, and all my books are linked under there. So, and Prohibited is also a trilogy. So you, so you can basically get one, two, and three on Amazon. Yes great um and so yeah that's how you can find me i'm on all social media i'm okay. getting, and i'll be on thread soon <laughs> uh, there we go, right aren't we all we're all getting there right um, yeah <laughs> and, and your new book coming out is called burn to deadly devotion this is volume one yes of several this will come yes. soon here in 2023 volume two and 24 and then we're just yes. going to keep watching right? yes <laughs> Thank you, Donnie, for being with us today. We are so happy you were here. Thank you so much. Thank you. So everyone, stay tuned for exciting new episodes, programs, and content um, coming soon on Let's Talk Tridelta, the podcast. Um, for all of you out there who aren't already a member, please consider joining Tridelta's lead network. There is some exciting content coming your way this fall. Can't wait for you to read and hear about it. And of course, we want to hear from you. Don't forget to send us any podcast ideas you have and things you'd like to hear and learn about. Just email us at podcast at trideltaeo.org. And while you're there online, please like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. We, like Donna, love five-star ratings. Thanks again for joining us today. And until next time, Delta Love. Delta Love.